Hey friends, Dan Schreiner here with the Disciple Hints and Podcast with another episode coming at you today. The topic is parenting, particularly parenting children who are older. We're going to use that very broadly. And the guest today is Michael DeBoer, married to Mary Alice DeBoer, with two kids, Mitchell and Madeline, both grown children of theirs. And at the ceremony, Mike sang a solo to Mary Alice. In, in the wedding ceremony itself, he sang to her, um, and I heard he knocked it out of the park. I think I should start requiring that for grooms who want to be married at Henson. I would have liked to have seen Levi Miles do that this last weekend to his new bride, Annie Green. But anyways, I digress. I hope you're helped and encouraged by this podcast. Mike DeBoer, welcome back to the show. <laughs> Last time you were here, we talked about parenting younger children. So we're going to advance a few years here in that process. Uh, we want to talk this week about parenting older children in a biblical and faithful and wise way. That sounds like a good idea. I think it was your idea. <laughs> then it's a really good idea. Uh, Mike, you serve as an elder here. Uh, you've been here at Henson for how long? Oh, you keep asking that question. It's uh, over 20 years, over two different periods of time. So, but we've been here since 2002, I think, the okay. second time. Okay. And you're married to Mary Alice, I who am. is on staff she as is. the director of women's ministry. Mm -hmm. And you have two grown kids. We do. Mitchell is 28, who just returned from China and is back in the house. We now have all four of us living in the home, and it's been seven years since we've done that oh my. together. So, and then Madeline is living with us. She's 25. Okay, great. And uh, what do you do for work, Mike? I am a child development specialist, which is code for counselor, in an elementary school in a small school district east of Portland, so in Gresham. Okay. Essentially. And you guys live in Happy Valley? We live in Happy Valley, yeah, okay. which is southeast, for those of you who don't know the landscape very well yet. I, I said Happy Valley to my brother-in-law, <laughs> and he just started laughing. He's like, what a... And I was like, and it's right next to Boring. Well, and Happy Valley is also the famous location for the uh, university uh, or the uh, Penn State Nittany Lions. You know, they're football field is in Happy Valley, I believe. So it's, yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> I don't know how that works, but I'm yeah, just going to trust know. you on that. Yeah, check it out. Um, why, let's, let's, let's dive right in. Okay. Uh, I assume most of the congregation knows you. We could do more fun biographical things. In the preview <laughs> to this episode, I talked about how you sang to Mary Alice at your wedding ceremony <laughs> and how I wanted Levi to do that this last weekend. Oh, you did. Uh, and how did that work out? Well, I didn't, I, I didn't think to ask him to oh. sing until just now. So it's kind of a missed opportunity. <laughs> it's, a little, it's a missed opportunity is right. Yeah. So mm. what, let's talk about your parents. Okay. Um, how did the way your parents raised you impact the way that you parent? Well, I, maybe I'll make a general statement about that first. You know, I, I think it's true for all of us that we are products of all that has gone on before today. And so that's true whether I'm a teenager or whether I'm a retired person or whether I'm a parent myself, a single, any, yeah. I'm, I don't need to go over every category. <clears throat> but 
you know, so, so the f being in a family has an effect on us. Uh, sometimes those effects are uh, overt. They're things that are taught, told, counseled, perhaps. Some of those things are really wonderful. Some of those are great challenges. Um, some of those things are more covert or, or, or passive, perhaps. Things you just pick up that you don't know. So my parents uh, loved me. They loved Jesus. Mm. Um, we had a pretty intact family. Where are you growing up? What, so I grew up here in Portland. I'm a yeah. third generation Oregonian. Uh -huh. um, Christian parents, Christian grandparents. Going to church. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, we went to what's now Grace Point, Milwaukee. We went to uh -huh. Milwaukee First Baptist, and before that we went to Evangel Baptist, which was a plant from Hinson. Hinson. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you know, I, I knew a lot about uh, Jesus uh, growing up. I, I mean, we went to church anytime the church doors were open, we were there. Um, you know, I, back when my parents were parenting, there weren't as many resources for parents, I don't think, right. Christian or otherwise. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> Yeah, I'm, we, that's a long subject we could go into more of, but I won't. Um, I think, I think the, that there were things that were really helpful about what my folks shared. I mean, they, they, their values, they were resolute about, um, and it was clear what they believed. One of the things that I think that was most challenging, you know, for my parents and growing up was learning about conflict, because I never really saw my parents conflict openly. So I never got to see it. Mm. Not that I think parents should throw things or anything like that, but I just think it was it was challenging because I never really got a chance to see modeled how do you resolve things that come up like in a marriage, for example. Mm. On the other hand, my dad came home every day, kissed my mom, you know, and the kids, his kids would go, ooh, you know, <laughs> gross, you know, something. But that stood out to me. I remember that. Mm -hmm. I also remember... Uh, when we got a car where there was bucket seats, it was the first time we had a car with bucket seats and dad would reach over and take mom's hand while he was driving. Hmm. So for all the young drivers, keep both hands on the wheel. But anyway, you know, that was just a, a thing that I remember. Hmm. Hmm. So, you know, so my parents, um, I think within all of that, did the best they could. Mm -hmm. And they did a pretty good job. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what uh, as you think now about your your parenting, this is a little bit of a curveball. So yeah. take some time to yeah. maybe think about this. Um, in what ways do you parent uh, like your parents parented you? And well, maybe it may be a difference. Yeah, no, that's, that's in, so that's, yeah, think about it as a parent. I can definitely think about it in our marriage. Um, hmm. I, th I think <clears throat> probably parenting, I think m my mom was more directly involved, which is maybe the case often for younger children in particular. Mm-hmm. Dad was away at work more. What did your dad do for work? My dad was one of those middle manager kind of guys who was kind of stuck between the workers and the higher ups, you know. And so he worked 60 hours a week. Um, he worked for a company that would be similar to Cintas. We've had a number of guys oh, at yeah. our church work at Cintas. It mm -hmm. was American Industrial. Okay. Which was, yeah, American Linen is still around. American Industrial is still around. Same kind of idea. And your mom stayed mom at home? Mom was a stay-at-home mom. Okay. She taught piano uh -huh. uh, for a number of years uh -huh. um, out, you know, at home. Um, so that's but, where you got your musical ability. Yeah, somewhat. <clears throat> yeah, that's another story. Okay. <laughs> People can ask me if they want to. 
Yeah. So, um, so you were, you were on your way to talking about the ways maybe that you're similar or maybe yeah, so the ways that I, you know, the, how do I parent like my kid, like my parents? I think that, um, I think the desire to show them affection mm -hmm. uh, was something that I picked up. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, a desire to follow Christ was something that we've tried to hand down to our kids um, to um, have a, a close relationship with my wife, with Mary Alice, is something that I saw modeled to some degree, and I, I think we've tried to do that as well. We've had our challenges, um, as most couples who endure do. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so those are some ways, I think. Okay, okay. That, no, that's helpful. Uh, one last general question before we kind of dive into thinking about older kids. Yeah. Just any biblical truths and particular promises from God that you've held on to as you parent, things that have been a comfort or a help to you? Yeah, you know, there are—the Bible talks a lot about family, mm -hmm. talks a lot about parenting, talks a lot about fathers, right? And yet— with all of those scriptures, one that I turn to may not be a, a, a passage that parents would often think about related to parenting. <clears throat> it may be familiar, though. It's mm. Lamentations 3.21, and I'm going to read it. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. And I think that—I'm going to pause there for a moment, because having hope is something that we long for with our kids. We, we have— and I think the farther you go along in parenting, the more you recognize the kinds of hopes and dreams you have for your children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think we think we have a lot when they're young, but it just grows. Mm -hmm. We want them to do well. We want them to love Christ. We want them to be responsible. We want them to be self-sacrificing. We want them to have good relationships, You know, all those things. And so we hope for our kids. And so that's kind of about me as a parent and what I bring into and keep in parenting. <clears throat> so this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. All of that to say is that what that tells me is my hope can be misplaced. Yeah, My hope can be in my kids, mm -hmm. in what... In my hope can be in me, in my effect, my effect on my kids, and how I lead my kids, and what my kids become, and so therefore that becomes a lot about me, mm -hmm. which the Lord is not going to let us endure. He's going to work on that, mm -hmm. and He has, and so my hope needs to be in Christ for my kids. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Because, and as that verse says, it's because. God is faithful. Yes. Yeah. We thankfully. Put, yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Thankfully. So, and we we hold on to promises like that mm -hmm. because parenting is not for the faint of heart. It's uh, particularly, you know, I, I have seen um, the looks that parents of older children give Ashley and I as we're kind of enjoying. Not that it's. It's easy to parent younger kids. It's exhausting. No. You know, it's there's a lot of uh, a lot of challenges, but there's some particular challenges to parenting older children. Yeah. Um, what are what are some of those challenges? You know, and you, I don't have a list necessarily, but one of the first things that comes to mind is at what point 
does a child kind of stop being a child who you're directly responsible for? You, you know, where you, because you're right, I don't think parenting younger kids is easier. It's, it's exhausting. It, it, at least it's physically more taxing. Um, but the weight you carry for them can grow <laughs> over time. Yeah. So, you know, the first question is when, at what point do they, do you, and, and there probably isn't, there isn't a day within a year, within a, you know, at the age of 21, you know, or at 18 or at 20, seven or whatever but how do you know and how do you transition navigate that time where you're releasing your kids to become more adult-like and you treat them like a an adult rather Mm -hmm. than the way you would treat a 10 year old or uh, even a 14 or 50 you know a teenager perhaps Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i think that's one thing that's really challenging um I'm just guessing. Is it challenging to feel? I think one of the things that make maybe makes uh, parenting younger children easier. I know there's there's particular challenges. Is that you maybe feel at least you feel like you have more control. Absolutely. But when they get older, they start making their own decisions. Well, and you know, and that becomes part of the challenge. Uh, parents who struggle releasing often find themselves. Re- in, at risk of damaging, really damaging the relationship with their children by hanging on too much, too hard, too long. Mm-hmm. And again, that takes me back to Lamentations 3. What is my hope in? Mm-hmm. Is my hope in me and what I do for them? So so that is my hope in the result of what my kids become and who they are? Mm-hmm. Or is my hope in Christ and that I'm going to do the best I can before God to be faithful, to love them, to teach them, but to release them to be adults mm-hmm. who follow Christ. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be really frank yeah, right now, because uh, just to in service of the listeners, I think um, the the mom, women often do a better job than us as dads in terms of growing really close to the kids and nurturing them, loving them, spending the majority of time, just generally speaking, mm-hmm. they get really close and and then therefore maybe it can often be harder just for for moms to release their kids. And when they are so their lives are so taken with with raising them, caring for them, meeting their needs and then and then the time comes when you know, not, not like all of a sudden, but slowly you start to to release any any words of wisdom for for dads and moms in particular in this process because we're here's an opportunity for conflict in the marriage right mm-hmm. as you're seeking what does it look like to be on the same page as husband and wife in releasing our kids and parenting these older children any any just any oh, thoughts man, on there's that so many thoughts I have on that so you might have to help me uh, sort but w- let's start with the parent the couple first mom and dad. I think one of the things that can happen in any stage of parenting, one parent may be ahead of the other parent in terms of moving towards something, or they may be on different sides of a decision, mm-hmm. or or they may see that gradual release, if I can use that phrase, differently. Mm-hmm. 
um, one parent may see, well, no, that's just rele- that's just letting go, you know, mm-hmm. almost like abandoning or mm-hmm. something. Or we're responsible for God to do this. Well, yes, but what does that look like? And those decisions can be <clears throat> determined differently. Yes. And those kinds of things, particularly if what the parents are facing with their child is particularly concerning, mm-hmm. and that's often the case as kids get older because the price tags for mistakes and sin gets higher mm-hmm. as we get older. Sure. And so the, the, the potential cost for that can raise a great deal of fear and anxiety. And as that escalates, then parents, husbands, and wives can find some, themselves feeling like they're on opposite sides of an issue. And so how do they come together? <clears throat> Humility. Yeah. <laughs> you know, recognizing that first and foremost, they're united as a husband and wife. They need to be a unit. They need to be a team. They need to. They may not think everything exactly, but they need to have the humility to understand and listen and hear and rather than quickly judge or assume or, you know, the kinds of things that we do sometimes in conflict, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, you know, and I would say if, if that's a problem that, that's enduring or if there's a particular issue that you're wrestling with with your kids, it may be a good idea to get some help with that. What, that, that what is would, to, what would to help look to, like? Talk to a trusted friend. Tra- mm-hmm. Talk to someone in your small group. Talk to an elder, talk to mm-hmm. a pastor, to find someone that you trust, you know, within in the church or, you know, even in your own family, perhaps, who could, who you could at least, who could hear and help you sort through what it is that you're most concerned about mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then speak the truth and love to you. You know, yeah. I think that would be helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Some people that I know very well, um, they said the heart, they that they have a marriage that I, I often am thinking about and seeking to emulate. Uh, who are ahead of me in life? They, mm-hmm. Their kids are grown, married, grandkids. Yeah. They said that the hardest season in their marriage was when their kids were teenagers, mm-hmm. um, because they were often um, on different pages on what it looked like to to release. And I think, as you said, I think that's a common common dynamic. Well, and that's that's tied back to that statement earlier that idea we were talking about we're products of where we've come Mm -hmm. and oftentimes we don't know you know you can talk with a couple in a premarital counseling situation about how you're going to parent right and we all have all the ideas and we're all (laughs) doughy-eyed and think we're all the same but we don't know some of the differences we're going to experience until they actually happen until they show up and that can be uh, really challenging Mm -hmm. and so um yeah, I, I think that's really true. And and again, I think that's because the price tag for the, mm-hmm. the consequences of mistakes and, mm-hmm. and sin get higher yeah. as kids get older. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. Uh, we could talk about challenges of parenting older children for several hours, uh, but let's quickly just turn to, to the joys of parenting older children in particular. Mm-hmm. I would imagine that many of our listeners are who, who are still listening because <laughs> maybe our parents of younger children. Um, what are some of the things they have to look forward to or things that they can be uh, looking forward to or preparing for in terms of joys and not just be having these like teenage years or the, the 20s like just looming over them like a dark cloud as they think about their kids? Yeah, <clears throat> I think 
Yeah, I, th- I think both of those things can be realities, you, mm-hmm. you know, where you can go through seasons where, and, and I think it, largely that's because we don't have the same maybe level of influence as we might have, mm-hmm. might have had when they're at home, perhaps. Um, but, uh, you know, joys, seeing your kids grow and embrace, um, I mean, more generally, let me back up a little bit, see your kids grow and develop responsibility to develop areas of interest and move toward those. Um, having conversations with your kids that that are that are more grown up, almost somewhat peer-like, and and the the jokes and the 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 commonality and the f- familialness that you share can just be really delightful. Um, we had a dinner just the other night where we were just laughing so much, and mm-hmm. it was really a gift. Mm-hmm. It was just really really sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, Seeing our kids embrace faith mm-hmm. and and seeing evidence of that, um, maybe watching them move toward toward baptism or membership or or initiating in relationships uh, that might be whether it's finding a small group or discipling or you know being discipled or or conducting themselves in ministry or, or desiring to go somewhere else in the world to, to see the gospel taken there. Those things are, are thrilling. Mm-hmm. You know, if our kids leave home, that also comes at a cost too, you know, yeah. but, but that's part of what we're called to, right? And Michael was preaching about that on Sunday. Amen, yeah. Yeah. Um, our lives are characterized by sacrifice. Yeah. Because yeah. we're going to be like Jesus. That's what we're called to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One of the things, as you were just talking a minute ago, uh, that I thought of was with your dad, Mike, he, I remember you talking about working on a, uh, a building. Is it built? Do you build a boat? Building a boat? Yeah, yeah, build a boat. Mm-hmm. You, you built a boat together. That <laughs> you was don't like, just manifest yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you build it. Ex Nilo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, <laughs> thinking about shared activities, things mm-hmm. that you can do with your kids. Uh, to connect with them, yeah. share maybe shared interests. Um, did you intentionally, like in your kids' teenage years or as they got older, think about well, here's here's a an activity, here's something that we can do together in order to spend time, in order to have those conversations, in order to enjoy one another? Um, did you like initiate that? Were you thinking about that as your kids got older, ways to spend time with them? If I'm understanding your question. Right. I, I think uh, I'll say one thing and then I'll come back to another is that, <clears throat> you know, those sweet conversations, those really meaningful conversations, particularly with kids as they get older, isn't something you just set out to do. Mm-hmm. You can't schedule it. Typically, mm-hmm. they kind of bubble up and that mm-hmm. they bubble up out of connection of time together. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's built on a relationship that isn't felt adversarial and something that I think that would be helpful for parents to keep in mind, particularly teenage children, is that, you know, as teenagers are developing, particularly cognitively, they're kind of predisposed to hear questions uh, as is an interrogation. You know, I always think of the light that goes on in the dark room, mm-hmm. click, where were you on the night of, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And even though we don't ever intend to ask it like that, or maybe sometimes we do, but often we don't intend to ask it like that, kids can feel it that way. So, mm-hmm. so all that to say, we need lots of conversation time for some of that to bubble up. Um, 
you know, as our kids get older, they develop some of their interests. Our kids, uh, both Mary Alice and I did sports a little bit. She did maybe even more than I did. Um, but our kids found uh, niches in music in mm-hmm. high school in particular. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, and, and we were both involved in music to some degree. So that became a, an area of commonness for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and as they've <clears throat> gotten older, they've developed other interests, some of which we we share and some of which we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's, it's helpful to just look for ways, wh- whether it's eating a meal together, whether it's traveling together, um, you know, you know wh- whatever that is for your family or right. those things are for your family, you want to try to make that possible. I, was it a few years ago that you and Mitchell went backpacking together? Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah. we've we've done that. So yeah, that would be an example. several times. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Good. Good. <laughs> you can ask him about a couple of the earlier adventures. You know, okay. We ran out of fuel for our stove, things like that. Yeah. Maybe we'll have Mitchell on yeah, the podcast would, to set the awesome. record straight after this yeah, podcast. My kids were thinking they would like to come with us today. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, what about lessons learned? If you could go back to the younger Mike DeBoer, uh, who has young kids, what would you tell yourself to prepare yourself to parent older children? So one of the things that I, and this probably ties back to one of your earlier questions, what did I learn about parenting? I think that I would wished, I would have wished that I had been more directly, um, I would have taken more initiative towards our kids in certain ways and at certain times. I think there were times where I abdicated that to Mary Alice, and I think she would agree with that. Um, And some of those times were where there was leadership needed more than I was recognizing that I needed to do. So, like, in discipline and correction, all of that. Okay, you, you know, Family so worship. yeah, so so hi, yeah. Th- I think there were times where I was a little bit hands off, too much hands off. Sure, sure. And and my dad was kind of like that. Okay, okay. You know, my mom yeah. was probably the chief household, you know, director and all that, and and I probably just kind of fell into that or. Sl- slid into that role. Sure. Looking back, I I could have been more engaged at times that way. Mm-hmm. I was definitely a fun guy to be around. You know, I was definitely good at listening mm. and relating. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but there were times where there might be a difficult conversation that needed to happen that I, I didn't conduct... It, I didn't take initiative toward it in the way that I might now. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I, I, I think another thing was I, you know, I, I've seen, there's been a lot of, gro- I've experienced a lot of growth in the last few years, I think, yeah. I think by God's kindness and grace, hmm. uh, there were times I was pretty angry mm-hmm. as a dad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned, I learned a lot about that through the process, mm-hmm. but, um, if I could have been farther along, not being as easily angered or too quickly angered, mm-hmm. that would have been helpful. If uh, if you're struggling with, um, I'm not speaking to you now, Mike, I really appreciate you sharing that transparently, but if you're listening, you're someone who's struggling with, with anger, impatience, lack of gentleness, 
that's something that Ashley's been praying for me, that mm-hmm. I would grow in, mm-hmm. in gentleness as a father. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what, what should you do? Well, I if, think that's, you, I, I, I would definitely say that that is something you need help with. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be great if you could, if we could take all of those things that sometimes are besetting mm-hmm. and just somehow grow out of them. Yeah. White knuckle it, Wouldn't go through a 12-step awesome? program. Well, or yeah. something, just yeah. that somehow that the Lord would change us, that he would just mm-hmm. take that away. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, the, I think anger is often wrapped up in a lot of other things. So mm-hmm. it's not just changing, you know what, I just need some reminder to, stop, to, to empty the dishwasher. You, you know, it's not like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's more involved than that. And, and it's often relational, and relational things typically need relationship to really grow through. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that part, just part of the f- function of being honest and transparent with someone else about that will be he- helpful in healing right mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But not doing that will be a preventative. Yeah. Will tend to keep you from reaching the you know growing in the ways you want to grow in an area like that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's really that's really good. And uh I I just say that I know you and I would be happy to talk to Absolutely. any mom or dad who would to, love in, to any time. Yeah. Yeah. Um we've we've basically run out of time. Uh once again, I feel like we just scratch the surface of uh, some of these things, but hopefully it will ignite conversations. Um, And do you want to just offer just any closing words? I do. I do. I I, want to offer a word of hope. If, if, If you as a parent are wrestling and wondering about the well-being of your child for whatever reasons... I just, I just want to encourage you to talk to somebody if you haven't, hmm. or if the talking that you've done maybe isn't helping the way that you'd like, you know, and, and that may not be that the person you're talking, there's anything wrong with the person you're talking with. It just may mean that there's, you may need a, a broader team mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of support mm-hmm. because as your kids get older, you know, it may be the case that you've never been the parent of an 18 year old boy or girl before mm-hmm. or one who challenged every rule yeah as opposed to saying yes dad yes mom um <clears throat> because in case you haven't noticed kids are different mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm sure you have mm-hmm. but i just want to offer hope mm-hmm. that the lord is loves our kids more than we do we say that but that's harder to trust than it is to say mm-hmm. and so again as i shared from the promise from Lamentations that we put our hope in Christ Amen. and we trust him with that because his steadfast love endures forever. And sometimes we need help. We need brothers and sisters to help us um, to walk with us and hold on to that while we're um, parenting our kids as they're becoming more independent mm-hmm. and making the decisions that they're making. And so I, I just want to offer hope to you for that. Well, that is, that's, that's really sweet. I, uh, Sam, our oldest starts middle school in the fall and, uh, love Miller's middle schoolers. Ashley and I need help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sam's, Sam's a great kid, yep, he but, is. but, uh, 
that's just so, so encouraging. Mine. That's yeah. so encouraging that yeah. um, that you would encourage us in that way. Mm. So, Mike, thank you so much. My pleasure. Mm-hmm.